Hello everybody, welcome to episode one of Sam and Sean's Shy Talk Sessions. I am Sean Byrne. I am Sam McKeever. And today we are going to be running down the end of the Premier League. Today is Tuesday the 25th of May 2021. Premier League finished last uh, weekend, Sam. And any big takeaways, of course, Man City winning it, Fulham West Brom and Sheffield United going down. Uh, what are your thoughts uh, on this year's Premier League? Yeah, Man City ran away for it really, didn't they? After November time. They did, they did. Um, I don't really get the whole uh, Leicester bottom top four, really. I think they'll be happy with their trophy in another fifth place finish. <laughs> yeah, I think Leicester have done a really good job over the last couple of years of kind of cementing themselves as definitely a top eight club. Yeah. Definitely, if not top six. Um, yeah, you're right, though. Man City did kind of run away out in the end. At, at Christmas, honestly, who did you think was going to win the league? It was a bit of a toss up, really, wasn't it? Could have been Man United, could have been Tottenham. I, I, could have been my, my money was on Tottenham. Yeah. I actually would have said to you in late November that Spurs would have won the league. I'm honestly stunned as well that Mourinho got sacked or let go or whatever. They said it was about the whole Super, Super League, league yeah. thing. I don't believe that. Mm. I feel like he was on the way out and he kind of took his opportunity. But uh, I'll be again, Like I thought he was going to win a Premiership at Tottenham. Uh, yeah, I mean, like... Probably because everyone kind of got all excited because Mourinho hasn't really been like really challenging for anything since probably twenty fifteen. So it was kind of like, oh, he's back again. Like when was he manager of United? Uh, twenty got the job in twenty sixteen and left December twenty eighteen. Oh, right. So it was after he did a good job there. Like if you think about it, he finished second. He won the Europa League and the League Cup and the League Cup. And I mean, like as much as I hate to say it, all is about to do that with with United. Uh, you never know really with tomorrow. I think. I mean, I really hope Villarreal do it. I think Villarreal have got a chance. I think Villarreal are a very good team. They have some great players in there. But, um, yeah, look, so top four, Man City, United, Liverpool and Chelsea. Leicester in fifth. And a big one for sixth place, Sam West Ham, United. David Moyes, manager of the year, in my opinion. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, he took over them. They were not a good team. Like, I mean, they've got a big stadium, big following, all that kind of thing. They're kind of like a Newcastle for me. But this is where they should be, you know? I think teams like West Ham, Newcastle, Everton, Leeds, maybe even Villa or Wolves should look at what Leicester are doing and kind of think, right, well, how do we get to that level? And West Ham have done it this year. I don't know if you've watched much of them, but they've, they've been fantastic. You know, as well, I mean, some of the games I've watched have been fantastic. They've had a few leads go. I think they were 3-0 up against Arsenal and ended up drawing 3 all. But, but sixth place for them is a fantastic finish. Yeah, sixth place is a good finish. You're up next year, so hopefully be able to attract a few more decent players. But um, I think Royce and Suchek in the middle have probably been key for them. I think that's the thing as well. Like I think with West Ham this season, they've been it's so it's been a very consistent lineup. I think and mm-hmm. that's probably helped them as well. Yeah. Do you think Royce is gone? Uh, probably. Yeah. I, I don't think uh, their owners love a bit of money, so reckon they do. To be fair, fifty million plus or something. Really? Be, what would you pay for Royce? Oh, then? I don't know. I'm if not, you were left like, like, who do you think needs him? Who do you think he's going to go to? That's the Would thing. you say Liverpool trying to go? Could go Man United, I guess. They need another midfielder anyway. But how much are United paying? Considering considering now that they paid eighty million for Harry Maguire, and before they bought Maguire, he was in the kind of limelight a little bit. But I mean, he mm. wasn't as big a profile player as Declan Rice. Like Declan Rice has been looked at as kind of future of England midfield. Yeah, but who hasn't been looked at at England's future? Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, I know that, <laughs> but he's in a bigger. He's. I think he's in a. In a bigger kind of, how would you say, he's got a bigger spotlight on him. Like I'm thinking personally, if you pay eighty million for Harry Maguire, you have to pay the same at least for Declan, for Declan Rice. Rice. Yeah, hundred percent. Uh, probably, probably because of the English premium and also as well, like West Ham want to lose. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Chelsea bid fifty. Yeah, at the well, end was of that, Yeah, maybe Ch- Chelsea could be tempting as well. I don't really uh, personally see why they need him. Yeah, with Kante. Yeah, I mean, I know he's had fitness issues, but I, he's only what 28, 29? Yeah, I don't see why he can't be as good as he was a couple of years ago again. Um. Yeah, we're moving on from that then. Seventh and eighth, Tottenham and Arsenal. North London is white, I suppose. The Conference League, you know, big old competition. It's actually really some of the some of the trips look very intriguing. To which to the Conference League. The the Conference League. Yeah, some of the away talking to seventh and eighth in the Premiership, the Conference League. No, I mean like the UEFA Conference League. Oh, I thought you meant like the Vanarama National. No, 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 no. The UEFA Conference. Getting yeah. to play teams on the likes of Luxembourg and Armenia and stuff, know, you know. Man. I think that'll just be degrading. Are they both ah. in it? No, no, just top. Oh wow! Okay, fair play. So okay. um, no, nah, it looks it looks like a good competition if you're a fan. Really, you want to have a nice trip I mean, out to Moldova or something. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I never really enjoy it. Like, Champions League. I understand why people enjoy it. Like, I don't support a big club. I support Cardiff myself. So I would never really have a massive interest in. European competitions like that, unless the final is somebody like, you know, the Barcelona Real Madrid final or something or like whatever. If it's going to be quality match, then I'll watch it. But I'd love to support like a Spurs. Imagine getting into a European group with like a Luxembourg team, like Ludogorets, and then you're off out to like Azerbaijan. (laughs) I'd love to see that, and I mean, you kind of know you're going to win, or at least you'd hope you'd win if you're a Spurs, even if you do put out a few youngsters. Uh, but yeah, Arsenal finishing behind them. They actually finished the season with five straight wins. But yeah, that's kind of peak Arsenal, though. Yeah. Really, get us finish the season strong, which is something to play for. Yeah, eighth place for them is not is not good. No, it's not great. They got uh, they went out of the Europa with a, a whimper. Really, they didn't really. I know Bamiyang hit the post in the game, but like they didn't really cause Villarreal much problems. Mm-hmm. I was delighted for you and I, Emery, though, because he got treated like shit basically at Arsenal. He did, and he went fair. to Villarreal, and now he's doing bits, yeah. and now he's probably gonna. Win the trophy tomorrow because he's got some voodoo curse on that competition. Well, fingers crossed. You're <laughs> Villarreal. Um, yeah, I think actually you mentioned Emery. I feel like Emery wasn't given a lot of time with Arsenal. Obviously, at the very end, he had some really poor results. But um, I don't see personally the whole attraction with Arteta. It's more, I think it's gone with like a social approach. Hoping that, you know he might turn good and it's a cheap option and I mean obviously because he's worked at Man City they think oh well, he's going to take a lot of Pep stuff and throw it into Arsenal's team but you got to realise how that's yeah you, you kind of have to realise that like a lot of money came with Pep at yeah, City, City as well you know and I, Ars- mean, I mean Arsenal got some still got some good players but like yeah I mean, I mean they have some good players you know like I think Thomas Partey and yeah. Kieran Tierney bought in the last couple of years has been fantastic I mean they've made some good moves with the likes of Bern Leno and, and the players I mentioned there but they have some massive gaps I mean they paid what 75 million for Nicholas Pepe he's, yeah I think he, he scored quite a bit though oh, I think it's like 12 in the last 15 starts or something. like I've seen him play I think he actually played against West Ham in that game I mentioned before and he was great when they let him do what he wants to do yeah. but I mean Aubameyang's fallen off uh Lacazette had a bit of a purple patch kind of after Christmas but has really kind of fallen off from the player he was when they jo- when he joined you know not a load of their young players are really breaking the first team well I mean they've got Emilia Smith-Rowe and Saka they're like the two they're kind of well yeah no okay I mean Bakayo Saka for me has been young player of the season 
Oh really? Yeah. Uh, well, I, but I'm thinking of kind of like Martinelli and all that. Yeah, Mar- Martinelli's got two goals this season, but like yeah. I, I don't really, I don't want to read into that too much. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see their transfer window. I think because eighth place, it'd be interesting to see if like their owners or whoever's providing the money in that club actually go for it because eighth place for an Arsenal is really yeah. poor in my opinion. I personally think they should stick anyway because you've got two years left. So. I mean, if you let him run down, you know, regardless of what happens. Do you think if a better manager becomes available, like, you know, they uh, it depends. Because I feel like Arsenal in that situation where they have to rebuild, there's no point getting Allegri in with all this squad. So I don't think he'd be able to. That's true, that's true. But if they got, let's say, if like Graham Potter became available, go get him, I guess. I yeah, feel like I feel like him and Tottenham might have a good house scrap over him over the summer. You think, yeah? Yeah, that's if they sack our terror, obviously, Arsenal. Well, yeah. But I don't think they will. Do you reckon they'll sell up? Do you reckon Arsenal have new owners? Uh, hopefully for them. The lad from Spotify's got them. Yeah, Daniel Eck or something. And he's yeah. got you know all the all the invincible boys with him, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Thierry Henry, Bergkamp, I think Vieira came yeah, out Vieira, as well. Yeah, it'd be good for the fans as well. I think that they're kind of as well as them and Arsenal and United fans. I think are in the same boat as they're just kind of done with their owners. Oh, at this point. Yeah. They they really want to change so. You never know, hopefully they get it uh, over the summer. So, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th, 13th. A really interesting kind of bracket of teams here, I think. Leeds, Everton, Villa, Newcastle and Wolves. What do you take from those uh, from those five, Sam? Well, Newcastle and Wolves played the worst football you'll ever see. Aston Villa, I think, two players basically kept them away from a relegation battle. And Everton were just really inconsistent. They were chasing top four at one point. Yeah, and then was, they fell off a bit. There was looks of them getting like proper getting top four, almost yeah. you know, challenging for a league. But it, it feels like that's just like again peak everything, kind of get around the places and just yeah, kind of nosedive. Bit the same under Martinez. They're literally like had to win their last like couple of games. They drew the Palace and ended up finishing fifth. Arsenal got ahead of them. But um, and there's one team you missed out there, Sam Leeds United with a ninth place finish. As a United fan, a Man United fan, how does that make you feel? And they finished ninth, I guess. So is there any hatred there towards yeah, Well, yeah, but I mean, not a bad side, I guess. I mean, they're all the hipsters' second favorite team, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Because of Belgium, play good football, to be fair. They um, do. I think they're an exciting team. I think. I mean, they splashed out in a lot of a lot of players that maybe, you know, some people kind of wouldn't really know that well. Um, mm. the likes of Rodrigo, you know, it's kind of, yeah, kind of a transfer that you kind of it raises eyebrows, but it's worked for them. And I think if they keep going the way they're going and they add some pieces to maybe shore up the defence a little bit. I mean, they brought in Messi. Yeah, the French keeper. Yeah, who nobody knew. But, I mean, he's done a good job. He's been really good this season. I think they definitely need to shore up their defence. Maybe get something in the middle of midfield. I think, yeah, Belsius seems to really defend, though. But I guess I I can see your point. I know, yeah. I mean, his style is obviously to just go for it. I mean, they've only got five draws there, you know. So it's either win or loss if you're a Leeds fan. Yeah. But uh, now a really interesting team, fair play to finishing ninth, and then yeah, as you said, kind of Everton and Villa, they had really strong starts to the season. Obviously, yeah. when everyone was talking about kind of Dominic Calvert Lewin and Jack Grealish from those teams, um, but as a season as a whole, how do you think those players did? If you were to grade them, well, Grealish was definitely like a B, maybe even an A. Right. Probably an A, to be honest with you. Okay. He, he literally kept them. We say like A minus? Yeah, A minus. Right. I, I think he's been brilliant for Villa. He's literally kept them probably above flow, really, from a relegation yeah. battle. And Calvin? Um, or any standout Everton player? Uh, probably, I'm trying to think. I haven't really watched much of Everton. James Coleman, again, has been really good. 
Uh, I think it's kind of his last uh, sort of run in a Premier League yeah, game. But probably, he's, yeah. he's done well, to be fair to him. Um, Cavalloon was good. The goal seemed to dry up from low after. Uh, I think he's quite a predictable striker. Yeah. I think he's very much uh I feel like he needs to hit the gym though. He's like me when I was like fifteen. Big skinny, <laughs> six foot one fella like needs to put a bit of muscle on. Yeah. You know, you should give him his uh you should give him your training plan, like I don't have any training plan. <laughs> it's all five hundred calorie deficit. That that's the training plan. <laughs> Unbelievable. So what would you rate him though? Oh probably like a if a, C, if a, if a C, Grealish is an A minus, Calvert Lewin is like a C plus maybe. C plus. Would you put him in an England side? Uh, who let me think who have they got that well Harry Kane would you put either of them in the England team who really oh, I'd put Grealish in the England team see this is the problem with England as well like they've got so many similar players like Grealish they've got Madison they've got Mount Foden I don't know Southgate's probably yeah he's going to have a tough time who to pick yeah, we'll talk about the international scene later but yeah look uh, I don't know if 10th is a good place for Everton I no with the money they spend over the last couple of years yeah um, I think they really need to be it's it's just, it's difficult to judge though because I mean if you look at the teams above them, you know apart from kind of West Ham mm. and and Leeds I suppose in ninth, uh, I can't say Everton are a better club than any of those teams you yeah. know and even with Leeds and West Ham I'm not sure I could say it about them so I think a fair finish but a disappointing finish yeah if you're especially Ham. since they're up there for a good chunk yeah, of the season especially yeah yeah Villa eleventh though what do you it's like? a good finish considering they had to stay up. Yeah, on the last day pretty much and Grealish was uh, injured for quite a lot of it yeah uh, Newcastle in 12th and Wolves in 13th are both surprising to me for very different reasons yeah well Wolves I feel Wolves I think I think now from my knowledge the owners have kind of pulled the plug on all the transfer all the cash and stuff oh really I think so well I could look like an idiot in about two days time when someone pulls me up on it well I don't know about that now but, but, um, but I think Raul Jimenez's injury hit them like a truck yeah he was class for that he, uh, he was I a big part for them I think Europa League hurt them as well there's always that with the Europa League Thursday yeah. Sunday they got to the quarterfinals of it to be fair to them but yeah. that w- that's that's a great result yeah. them, but I mean I don't know if I'm a Wolves fan am I happy with the 13th place finish in a quarterfinal of Europa League but considering sure. the money they put in and stuff um, sure. I reckon there'll be a few clubs looking at the likes of Neves and Matinho yeah. maybe up in the top like in the yeah. top seven I think Wolves are are at Dane are kind of how would you explain it I think Wolves are sort of at risk of becoming the new Southampton because they seem to be getting a lot of these whether they're growing them themselves or they're they're making shrewd purchases mm-hmm. they seem to be getting a lot of good young players yeah. so like Liverpool went to Wolves for Jota who's really worked out that uh, Pedro Neto seems to be playing well for them I've heard great things a lot of people in Portugal apparently think he's top notch you know and then obviously you look at Adama Traore who has been around England for a while but Wolves really produced him into the attacking threat that he is yeah. now you know like especially I think he played yeah he plays wing back well he did play wing back mm-hmm. so yeah I mean although he hasn't really contributed much in terms of goals and assists this season not this season he had a big impact last season but I'm just kind of saying that they're one of those clubs where you know they might they might lose their players and in the same way that Southampton did that we'll talk about in a second but you know if like you're saying Neves goes Neto goes Moutinho goes you know maybe Patricio goes back to Portugal they'd kind of be at a loss and especially finishing 13th you know they only got 45 points so I don't know if 
they're kind of in one of those clubs where like if you're saying you know the owners pulled out or whatever they could be in a bad position I think yeah, they kind of need to watch themselves yeah especially with the wages they're probably paying yeah and like you said the style of football that they're playing is not yeah not fantastic they scored 36 goals in the league mm. last season which is one more than West Brom you know so I mean yeah it's not wonderful uh, if you're moving on then from 14th to 17th Crystal Palace Southampton Brighton and Burnley what are your thoughts those I don't want to be honest with you. I, um, this is really the scraps. I mean, I mean, Brighton, Brighton play nice stuff. They just can't seem to score. Uh, what's mm. it? They're top of the XG uh, table for this season. Expected goals. All right. Yeah, but I mean, they couldn't. I don't think. I mean, if you're relying on Aaron Connolly to get you like 15 plus, uh, yeah, we're in a bit of a bother. Yeah, Southampton, um, their manager seems to get a big love in from everyone. Probably I think his style of play, yeah. but I think he's kind of in a similar situation to Klopp was when he joined Liverpool, but mm. not to the same extent. I don't think many people have the same expectations of Hassan Huttle mm. as people did of Klopp, but he's kind of in a situation where his system is great if you've got the players, but they don't have the players at the moment. Like They just signed Theo Walcott. And pretty, like, he's Southampton born and bred, though. I mean, I understand why they signed them, but like that's not the kind of signing I'd like them yeah, to be making. For a team that wants to get up, probably get up the table, you don't yeah. want to be signing Walcott. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Palace in 14th is actually probably a good finish yeah, for them. That, that's a peak Palace finish, really, isn't it? I have no idea. Fair play to Hodgson, though. It sounds yeah. like he's retiring. Yeah. Um, be interesting. I don't think they've announced a new manager, but a few of the names, like Lampard, I don't think they should be going for Lampard, personally. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, we'll look it up here. Who The odds for the new Palace manager. Um, but I don't see really like Lampard hasn't really uh, proven himself as anything. I mean, he he didn't get enough time. Oh, he didn't get enough Chelsea time at Chelsea. Job, but I don't even see why he got the job in the first place. You know. But um. So just reading off this website here, um, the sackrace dot com, the uh the favorite for the neck for the Palace job is Frank Lampard, Eddie Howe in second, Steve Cooper, the current Swansea City manager, Sean Dyche from Burnley. That's not happening. And Chris Wilder make up the top five. Chris Wilder would be an interesting Chris one. Chris Wilder would be actually a good one, I think. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he gives that impression that he's very bright at insurance peronies all day, but he's actually quite... Ah, Carlin. He's a Carlin yeah, man. I he think he's a Carlin yeah, man. Well, like, I feel like his uh, football's quite modern, though. Overlapping fullbacks, high pressing. Overlapping yeah. centre-halves, yeah, yeah. I know. Oh, sorry. I, yeah, I actually think that Wilder is a very underappreciated coach. Obviously, Sheffield United had a horrendous season. They actually won more games than all the other relegated yeah. sides. They beat though. Man United as well, away from home. Yeah, I mean, they had some good results in there. I think they... Did they draw or beat Chelsea as well? I think they drew uh, I Chelsea. think they drew. No, yeah. they, no, they drew. Yeah, West Brom beat Chelsea. That was yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I think Wilder would be a good shout for the Palace job, actually. Um, it it kind of does sound like they're going with Lampard, though. But, I mean, the top two that they've been linked with there, Lampard and Howe, I'm taking Howe every day. Well, yeah, Howe is... I think... I think he's 50-50. I think he's looking at the pros and cons of both the Palace job and the Celtic job at the minute. Yeah, um, that's a big job as well. Uh, the Celtic job's a huge job. Um, you probably won't get as much. I mean, Celtic do have money, but it's not on the level of any Premier League team. That's Yeah, that's true. I think and the expectations... You'll have, um, you'll have Champions League as well, because that, they've, got, yeah. they've got their two places back. That's Yeah, that's the thing as well. I think the Celtic job has very, very different kind of expectations I know the Scott. I mean I like this I mean I watch a lot of the Scottish League I know it gets a lot of stick or whatever not a good level I think the level's quite decent to be fair but um, it's not like, in Premier League oh obviously not where would you put it in the English Leagues if you stuck Celtic and Rangers where would they go what like into straight the, into the into the English tiers where would you put you'd probably put team? them Championship the third way I think they'd I think they'd be up there though the Championship 
in the top six. Yeah, I'd probably agree with that. But um, the thing with the Celtic job is, though, the pressure to win like every week because they'll be up there and they're trying to win the league. Same with Rangers. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like that's what I but know. That, that's what I'm saying, that the expectations are a little bit different. I mean, if, he, if, if Eddie Howe was to take the Celtic job, his goals are very clear, you know, probably try and make it out of the, the group stage of the Champions League and to win the league. Yeah. Any domestic cups is kind of an extra to that, but especially with Rangers coming back now, they went undefeated this year. They're looking solid. Like Gerrard's done a really good job there. If you're a Celtic, you know, shareholder or a fan or whatever, you want someone to come in there and, and really turn the tides and, and, and like, you know, win the league, decimate Rangers. Get, basically get things back to the way they were when they won, what? Nine, nine in a row. row, nine in a row. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, if you're going for a Palace job, things are different. You're probably looking at escaping relegation. And then it kind of comes down to, you know, the players the Palace have, you've got Zaha. I mean, more than likely, I'd say he's going to stay at the age he is now. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think anyone wants Zaha really. Mm. I think he's at that age. Like. He's very inconsistent for yeah. me. I mean, Cardiff had him for a while, and obviously he moved to United. But um, you know, he's 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 a great talent on his day. But I mean, how many days is he going to have in a thirty-eight game year? You know. Um, and then 16th, 17th, Brighton and Burnley. Brighton's a bit of a surprise for me. Uh, they're a bit lower than I would have thought, you know. You think um, they would have got, were you putting them down to get relegated? Brighton? Yeah. No. Really? No, I actually Burnley down. Burnley? Yeah, I thought Fulham would stay up Burnley. Yeah, I think, yeah, Burnley are, uh, I don't know, they kind of just... They're one of those, like, I think, I think Burnley are running out of time. Do you think they're going to become like New Sunderland and just stay up, just stay up for the skin of their teeth for the next couple of seasons? Just run their luck. Yeah, or like, do you know what Villa did when they had like Richards and they went down? Do you remember oh, when they played awful football? Oh, 15-16 on the yeah, Monday Yeah, yeah, when yeah. they played horrendous football and should have been relegated on week three. They were awful. But I think Burnley um, are in kind of the same a same boat as, as you like to mention with the Sunderland, you know. I just don't think they have the Premier League quality, but I'd actually want to get on to them in a second. Brighton for me, are, are, are kind of quite similar to Wolves, a team where they've had a lot of investment, the coach is kind of young, up-and-coming, good style of football, but they just didn't get it done. Like, as you're saying, you know, they were expected to score the most goals in the season. They got 40. I mean, you know, that's kind of... What are you going to do with 40 goals? Um, obviously, they had their injuries, but, you know, almost like I said, Hampton, you know, you kind of need to be doing better than that if yeah. you're at Brighton. yeah. Um, they probably just like I said they don't really I think Lemery is gone and he's that's their kind of was their main sort of goal sort of output mm. uh, I mean like Conley they play well, well they I have know, your man Mopay yeah Mopay mm. I mean their strikers will run the channels work hard but like they won't get you the yeah the goals that get you up into the top half Shane Longish yeah big Shane Longish yeah yeah and then uh, Burnley like I was saying so for me they don't really have Premier League quality but if you look at the gap in points between them and 18th place Fulham, it's 11 points. That's the biggest gap between staying up and being relegated since Man City got relegated in 2003, I think it was. It wasn't. No, no, no. I no, think it might be late to uh, maybe 2000. We'll try it. No, uh, like 1999-2000. We'll have a look at it in a minute, anyway. But yeah, no, look, for me, I think Burnley kind of got away with the fact that Fulham, West Brom and Sheffield United were just awful. Yeah, they never I mean? really, I don't think, um, don't really think Fulham or West Brom invested properly to stay in the league. I think Fulham have this kind of, uh, how would you even say it, like, 
they invest, but they their investments are just bad. Like they're just awful. West Brom's no Fulham. Oh Fulham's. I feel. Remember when Fulham last went up? And they yeah. just bought everyone. Yeah, they bought like Sherla and your man, the French centre midfielder. Uh, Seri. Seri, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ivorian. But yeah, uh, Barcelona and stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, but like he didn't turn out. Do you know what I mean? I think they have a. They, they kind of end up spending money and not. I don't know. The players just don't seem to turn up. Like Parker is obviously one of these. Scott Parker, one of the kind of up and coming. Uh, young English managers that everyone has a lot of hope for and when he, when they were in the championship they did play some good stuff but I mean you know five wins same as West Brom they just I don't know if it's the style or the you know the quality it's just it's not right for the Premier League and like I obviously as a Cardiff fan playing in the championship your goal is to get promoted but I I wouldn't be like I'm, I wouldn't be delighted to get promoted to the Premier League Unless you're a team like Leeds, where, I mean, Leeds last season just dominated the championship because they were so much better. I think they were first since, like, you know, the first couple of five, six weeks, and then they just maintained. They never looked like they were even going to get into playoffs. It was always automatic promotion for Leeds. But unless you're a team like that, I don't really... There's such a gap in talent and money between Premiership and And championship. Championship, yeah. You know, I, I just think it's, I mean, you know, when the when the Super League thing happened, I was kind of thinking, in my head, best case scenario would be if these clubs left or got suspended from the English tiers, to, that would be the perfect opportunity to, if you're promoting, so six teams went to the, the Super League, if you put six championship teams in the English League and then, you know, built it up that way, I think for me that would be one of the only ways I could see balance being restored because it really has been lost now. I mean, uh, the teams that are going up um, Norwich. this season um, are what? Norwich, the, the champions. Watford, the, and it's Swansea, Brentford, Saturday. Yeah, so Bournemouth have gotten through, haven't they? Or did Swansea go through? Oh, no, no that's Swansea the final. Be, yeah, the final Swansea and Brentford. It's an interesting final, to be fair. Barnsley, I don't know. Everyone was probably, you know, hipster football purist there. Was hoping Barnsley might get promoted. No, they weren't really that great. But like Norwich and Watford are getting, you know, Norwich got what ninety seven points there, mm. and Nor- uh, Watford with ninety one. Yeah. I can't see either of them doing anything. Oh no, Norwich. Do you know what I mean? Like they're going into the Premier League, and the best case scenario for both those sides are getting a seventeenth place finish. That's just not the way it should be. You know, like, you'd want to be a Leeds finishing ninth. You'd want to do Sheffield United, as they did last year, finishing seventh. Yeah. But I don't see it happening anymore. And I think that there is, like, a really massive gap opening up here of Premier League teams like Brighton, like Southampton, like Burnley, that aren't quite good enough for the Premier League, but that the championship teams that are being promoted are worse in a way. Yeah. And that they can't oh, just crack have, that mould. Oh, they just don't have the sort of investment, really, they can put in this yeah. thing. I mean... Norwich, yeah, there's players like that as well, though. Cameron Jerome's a perfect example of a player who could have hit a barn door in the Premier League when a championship will get you 12 to 15 goals all the time. Yeah, I know, but like, I think there, need, there needs to be some kind of investment because I don't think you I can feel put like it down. I, Go on. Maybe the championship, table, the championship might get a TV deal. I mean, like, it got a better TV deal when you had the likes of Leeds and Villa in it because they're two massive clubs. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, if you look now, at the championship... Look through the teams there, right? I mean, I mean, top 10, just for, for people listening, this season in the Championship was Norwich, Watford, Brentford, 
uh, Swansea, Barnsley, Bournemouth, Reading, Cardiff, QPR, and Middlesbrough. It's not very appealing. Well, Middlesbrough might be a bit appealing, but but for TV, I you know, might get a bit of stick for it. But like for TV, that's you're not going to get the. Yeah, no, I'd agree with you there. Like, if there's any Premier League fans or you know, fans of other teams watching there, there's no one there that you go, oh yeah, I want to watch that game. Whereas last season, if you'd West Brom, Fulham, and and Leeds there, at least you might want to go, oh yeah, I want to watch the Leeds game. But I think there definitely needs to be something done because there's going to be a chasm that opens up. Yeah, here. but I feel like this is been open the border for English football if you probably went through like no it hasn't though man because like Leeds are after finishing ninth Wolves only got promoted what they went up and went back down didn't they no 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 they finished quite solidly in the first season well like Newcastle have yo-yoed they're up in 12th now I mean obviously there's relegation talks there Wolves went up in a a good few years ago I thought they went back down and went back up but obviously not but then you're looking at Leicester I mean Leicester 10 years ago were playing in the championship Oh, yeah, they were, yeah. And they were just out of League One as well. Yeah, and they've won a Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, I just think that there's always... Obviously, the Championship doesn't have as good teams. But I just think that the gap in, you know, style of play um, and, obviously, the financial side of it, 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 it's just really open enough, I think. I think that something needs to be done about it or you're going to see all these yo-yo clubs like West Brom and Fulham coming up, going down, yeah, coming but up, I, going down. Yeah, I know, but uh, the thing is, oh, the Premier League is just such a a worldwide appeal to everything, so they're just going to focus on that more to make it better. And the problem is, the, the league, like, I mean, the Championship League 1 and 2 are good leagues. Like, they're not, the standard isn't awful. The standard's actually quite no, it's, good. Yeah. It's probably the best, like, I think Neil Warnock said it, England's probably got the best, like, in terms of, like, tiers as a standard, the England's probably got the best. And uh, that's the first I'll ever admit. England being yeah. good at anything when it yeah. comes to football. But I mean, if you look at like you know the French second league, if you put five random French second tier teams in the championship, what are the odds that at least two of them are getting relegated? Yeah, pretty high. You know, due to the fact they probably don't have the money and also as well, it's just not a really highly invested. Uh, you know, in terms of second tier, like the championship's actually quite. Uh, it is. Money. It's really challenging. Yeah. Like I think, I mean, speaking as a Cardiff fan, I personally think the championship is harder. Oh yeah, it's a much harder. Yeah, it's a much harder league to get out of. Like if you're a team, <clears throat> excuse me, if you're a team like, you know, let's say Bournemouth, who are after finishing sixth, they're in the championship next season because they they didn't get through the playoffs, or Redden who finished seventh and actually had a pretty good season this year. It's harder for you to win than, for example, a Liverpool who are going to want to win the league next year. Yeah, I think. Anyway, is there any point in talking about the relegated sides? Not no, much not to really. say apart from um, horrendous performances. Horrendous, well, yeah. Uh, Sheffield United, I feel bad for. I feel like uh, no fans at the grounds probably hindered them. Because I feel sad, like yeah. I feel like Sheffield United's home ground, they made a fortress, quite an intimidating ground. Uh, Fulham and West Brom, yeah. Just one of those yo yo sides that you don't really care about. I mean, West Brom stayed in the league for a little bit, sh- shockingly, for a couple of seasons. Yeah, when they did Lukaku. Yeah, well, Lukaku, and then. They nearly got relegated under Pepe Mel, and then they got Tony Pulis in to just steady the ship. Yeah, yeah, not very, uh, not very inspiring teams down the bottom. Um, do you want to move on to the team of the season? Your yeah. your idea of what is the team of the season? Can I ask you your your formation first? Now? Four three three. Uh, classic. I've yeah. gone for a little bit different. I've gone for a diamond. All right, Brendan Rodgers. I know. I'm very. I am a football genius. So. <laughs> 
So we'll start off with the goalkeeper. Who is your goalkeeper of the year? Emiliano Martinez. It's a good shout. It's a good shout. Mine is uh, Mendy from Chelsea. Oh, that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of, uh, before we recorded this, I was questioning if you picked Edison, that microphone's getting flung. <laughs> no, I feel like goalkeepers of big teams are really yeah. overappreciated. Mm. Because, like, you know, again, obviously, Cardiff fan. When we were in the Premiership last year, we David, or not last year, the last time we were in the Premiership, we David Marshall. Mm-hmm unbelievable goalkeeper and he was faced with so many shots I mean a keeper like that is going to win you three or four games I don't feel like Ederson or uh, Allison have won those big teams games but I feel like Mendy has had a massive impact yeah. at Chelsea because yeah. especially I mean last season Kepa I wouldn't even have him at Cardiff man. Yeah, I'd reckon I, mean? I could score a finger against him I wouldn't have him at Shamrock Rovers <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean just are horrendous to think that he's the most expensive goalkeeper of all time yeah but to be fair that was out of desperation they paid that money that Couture went still, still mind blown to me yeah. so I think Mendy's had a massive uh, a massive impact on the Chelsea side why have you picked Martinez I picked Martinez because like he's probably like I said earlier with Aston Villa it's him and Grealish that basically kept him out of that relegation battle and also as well he's made he's got 15 clean sheets this season and that is the equal record to Brad Friedel I think in 2009 2010 yeah, all time. That is a mental stat. But um, he was really... The thing is, though, like, he came into the team, la- Arsenal team last season under Ateta, and he did really well. And they're like, Ateta's like, nah, I don't need you. Even though he played really well for them in the FA Cup and stuff. I think that was a bit of a cash-in, though, because they knew they had Leno yeah. and they didn't need him. Yeah. And if teams... And are, I mean, there. how much did he move to Villa for? 10, yeah. 15? Uh, it's up to 20 million. Four-year contract. I mean, 20 million... He got picked for, for Argentina as well, over. I mean, fair play to him. Yeah. Argentina have never really had great goalkeepers... For when I watch them, so one hopefully of, he does. I one mean, of them retired from football, actually. A guy called uh, Roa, because he thought the world was gonna end. Oh, <laughs> I mean that's a good reason as any I can think of. To be fair, mate. Um, so you're going four three three. So what's your back four, mate? My back four is Cancelo, Diaz, Fofana, and Shaw. Who Diaz, Fofana from Leicester? Leicester, right, yeah. Okay, so uh, I didn't want to put as many City players in the back yeah, four same. as I could. But I have. So I've gone Joe Cancelo and Ruben Diaz, as you have. I've also gone John Stones, because I can't think of another solid centre-back that's done a really good job. I mean, obviously, kind of Michael Keane was up there, but Everton are just a little bit. I feel like Stones is like the new Gary Cahill. Put him beside like a good top-level yeah, centre-back. Yeah, good job. He'll turn into Beresi. Yeah. Put him and beside... Then, put him beside me, he'll just look like crap. Yeah, my left-back then is going to raise a few question marks. I've gone with Aaron Cresswell from. Yeah, that's Ham. that's a good show. What I, could you have not gone with Cufal, Maybe. Sufal on the right. I think Cresswell from a dead ball situation yeah, is better. Good. Um, I think it's quite attacking. I mean, I don't know if it. I don't think team of the seasons are supposed to be like played on a pitch. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But uh, for me, Cresswell, great, good defender. Not the fastest, but you know, I think his crossing and his dead ball situation are class. West Ham, I think, are the highest scoring team from set pieces. Um, I think he got snubbed for the England squad in two thousand and sixteen for the last was that Euros? Yeah, Euros. Yeah. yeah. And to me personally, I think he should have been in this think, England squad. Do you think so? Who? Well, I, mean, I think it should have been him and Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, they picked uh, who they picked today. Godfrey, I think. Or Max Aaron, well, one of them anyway. But um, yeah, Cresswell's been quite good. He's quite consistent over the last few seasons for West Ham. He's been one of them players and has always seemed to kind of put a good performance in. Mm-hmm. 
considering like West Ham have been terrible since they've moved to the Olympic Stadium bar this season of yeah course. this season has been kind of their kick on point I suppose yeah. but uh, yeah no I've gone with him to be fair um, da, 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 da. right so moving on to your midfield three then Sam uh, I went for Lampard's love child Mason Mount have you yeah wow okay I went for Gundogan and obviously the greatest midfielder Czech Republic's ever produced since Pavel Nedved uh, Suchek Suchek's a great choice yeah. Suchek's a very good choice I appreciate that who Mount and who else uh, Gundogan Gundogan yeah so you're probably thinking why no Bruno and KDB well I just thought that would be just too obvious to pick them two yeah that's that's fair enough I mean I get where you're coming from there for me personally I think as a team in the season you have to put one of them in personally I don't see what Mount has done. Oh, Mount's been really good. I feel like he's been a big, he's been a big cog for Chelsea in the middle. I know he doesn't, you know, he probably should be, you know, looks like a FIFA YouTuber. But have you seen him when he's a kid with the long yeah, hair? Yeah, he looks like oh, Dan Carlow, doesn't he? he should, yeah, honestly, shout out, <laughs> shout out to Dan Carlow, aka Mason Mount. But um, uh, I feel Mount, he's been involved with Chelsea for the whole season. I feel like he, he's just a very good cog and he's very good at connecting midfield to attack. And getting the ball in from to me he's he's a lot like Jordan Henderson to me Jordan Henderson's not a football player <laughs> do you know what I mean he's a brilliant leader and I understand I don't why think Mount's a leader I don't no think, I don't. so that's the thing like I think Jordan Henderson's a great leader and I understand why uh, Liverpool have him in for that reason he's obviously very energetic but to me Mount is like he's not going to run all around the pitch he's not going to ping a pass from 40 yards he's not going to score a screamer like Lampard did what is he doing in that but I, I feel like there are players who play in midfield who are important because they connect things or they make things balanced or midfield's a weird position like if you don't I feel sometimes with a player like Mount you've got to just watch him you've got to be at the match to watch him to realise how good he is at certain things that's that's I mean look I'll give it to you like, he gets a lot of praise I'm not going to get into a big Mason Mount discussion but yeah, but I, I feel like maybe you could say the praise is because he's English. And, I mean, let's be fair, anyone who can do a step over his English gets loads of praise. So. Could be, could be. Suchek, you've gone for him as well. Yeah, Suchek, double figures, but he's been an absolute rock beside Declan Rice. because No, he's been fantastic. Yeah. For me, he's probably been Double figures as well as goals. For a player who's more... Has he got double figures? He's got double figures and goals, Jesus. but for a player whose qualities are more defending your goal by attacking, that's pretty impressive. No, but like I've seen, I would I would have watched a lot of West Ham this year, and some of his attacking runs from midfield have been world class. Yeah. Like at twenty seven years old for whatever, for, I think it was ten million. Mm. For me, he's been signed of the season. Um, my midfield, like I said, a diamond. So I'm gonna go from the front to the back. So attacking midfielder, I've gone with Bruno. Fair. Left mid, Son. Right mid Salah and holding mid Declan Rice. Declan, yeah, Declan Rice is a good one to be fair. For for me, Declan Rice has been the midfielder of the season. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think that like you're like you're kind of saying with Mount. I think Declan Rice defensively is one of the best yeah, midfielders like, in the world. Can you imagine if we had him? If Arnold had him right now, ah, oh, I it would give me hope, honestly. <laughs> but I think defensively he's astounding. And people kind of think that and go, oh, yeah, he's a good holding midfielder. He has so much energy. You could find him playing right wing, do you know what I mean, and trying to cross the ball in. He does everything for West Ham. I think he's the heartbeat of that team. And for me, like I said, I think he's been midfielder of the season. Um, Son and Salah, I mean, look, Salah's, people are trying to say that he hasn't got a great season. He scored 22 goals. And then Son. That's the third time in four seasons got over 20 plus in the league. 
he's been in the league for four seasons got 20 plus three times I, that's um, like he's just a serial goal scorer mm. I mean I think when you like when you watch him he takes three or four shots a game yeah. but he'll score one yeah you know so I mean you've got to give him his credit uh, Son and Bruno kind of hit and miss seasons they haven't been the most consistent obviously Son trailed off the end Bruno goes missing in big games as we all know but um, look I just think they're the best in that position mm. I just think that if you look at it if you look at it as a whole Son got probably what double digits assists and goals Son yeah yeah. and Bruno I mean look if we're getting a penalty we're oh, definitely going to yeah. score it so you've gone 4-3-3 three, three, so who are your front three uh, my front three are Salah, Kane and Foden Salah, Kane and Foden so um, I went for Salah like we just went there like mm-hmm. I feel like for the season Liverpool had which is quite um, an interesting one yeah under uh, under, underwhelming yeah under but I, I feel like that's added I feel like Van Dijk probably no Van Dijk for most of the season probably added to that massive part of it but I feel Salah again like uh, see the thing his first season everyone thinks oh he's got to do that all the time that's impossible <laughs> unless you're Ronaldo or Messi or yeah. just someone unbelievably special but he's so like I know people say, oh, he needs four to six chances to score, but he scores. Yeah, at least he gets you yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, at least you get you one or two. You know? yeah. He's a he's a very good, and this is as a winger, by the way, mm. playing off the right, mm-hmm. and he's getting goals. But yeah, um, like he's a predictable player, cut in on the left and trying to bend. Yeah, one. bend one. But bit of, it's a bit of Iron Robin. The Northern African Iron Robin. The call. Northern African, yes, <laughs> definitely. That's what he should be known yeah. as from now on. But uh, even then, he's still banging in the goals. Yeah, he's like still banging in the goals. And then Kane and Foden. Uh, Kane, so now, before we... You, people might kill me for this. I wanted to go for Danny Ings, right? That's an interesting one. I wanted to go for Danny Ings because he scored a good amount of goals in a team that were battling relegation. But then I saw Kane got top scorer, and he got the most assists. So I'm thinking, oh, you can't leave him out. And this is in a team who finished seventh, by the way, who absolutely capitulated after November. Yeah, no, they absolutely they had a they had a poor, uh, I mean more than poor finish to the season. Like I said, I thought they were going to win the league, you know. But to be fair, that was at a point where everyone was like, "This Premier League is just a big mess." Basically, anyone could have won it, anyone could have went down. But um, I mean Kane, Kane, I feel like I hope he leaves this summer because I feel like he deserves. I mean, he's probably looking at Trippier, Walker, um, who else left Tottenham in the last couple of years? Berbat, even Berbatov. Like, it's a while ago, but yeah, I get yeah, what you mean. They're all gone off to win trophies. Yeah, Ericsson. Ericsson, but Ericsson. yeah, they went off. So I think Kane, this is probably the summer he has to leave. This is the last summer he's got any chance. And like we talked about um, Royce's price tag. What's Kane's price oh, tag? It'd be huge. The English premium, with how good he's done in the league, with the amount of goals he's got, even as an England international man with goals he's got, it's got to be a big premium. Do you reckon like Kane to City? Uh, yeah, Kane to City or Man United. I don't think he wants to go abroad. I'd love to see him at like Real Madrid yeah. and just bang them in, like. Yeah. But obviously they've got they've got Benzema, um, even at Barcelona. I mean, look, they, but to be fair, Barcelona are quite dumb, aren't they? They sold Suarez to have Brightway up front for most of the season. Yeah, I don't think they even have the money for it. Yeah. Either. And then Foden, that's an, uh, quite an interesting choice. No, I feel like Foden. I feel like Foden this season is this is his breakthrough season. So you usually get a lot of. I don't think it was like him personally. It was just Man City in general because they all talked Foden up, but he never played. And I was like, oh, well, he'd be, let, he'd be gone in three years to the championship. Yeah. Uh, but he's uh, held his own to be, uh, he's held his own on that team, to be fair. He's had, a, he's had a big part. He's got vital goals against, like, Chelsea and Liverpool. And he's going to the, he's definitely going to the Euros. I don't know how Southgate is going to fit all these attacking players in, but... 
You're just going to do like Brazil 1970s and just do like a 3 2 5. Do that Thiago Motta formation. What oh, yeah. It? What did he call it? He t- tried to put the keeper in midfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I agree with you though. Foden for me is another one. Like He's kind of a mountish kind yeah. of player. I didn't see the impact he was having at Man City until he's got a proper run of games and he's been fantastic. On the ball, I think he's a, a top player and as well, he has that goal-scoring threat. He can kind of do both. So, uh, be interesting to see where he plays in the future, though. Do you see him as a natural winger? Because I'd look at him. I'd more prefer as, him in the middle. I'd, a number ten. Yeah. I'd look at him as more a number ten. It'll be interesting to see now if Pep wants to put him there, starts to break him in there, you know, or if he just sticks with the the winger kind of mentality. So that's your team of the season. That's my team. Of Any honourable mentions? Not really. No. Okay. Uh, I mean, maybe Danny Ings, I guess. We'll give Danny Ings. Yeah, like uh, you know, that'll be my. That's my uh, out of the blue uh, prediction. I feel like mine are very. You know, most journalists have put at least any of them players in. Uh, it. But I think it's difficult to pick a team of the season because you're picking the best players, and I mean, without doubt, you know, players like Harry Kane and Mo Salah are going to be the best players. You know, yeah. um, my my front two then for my diamond is Harry Kane and. Patrick Bamford. That's a uh, that's a good show. Actually, Patrick Bamford blew me away because last season in the championship, I said when they went up, all they need to do is get a centre half and a striker to replace Bamford, because Patrick Bamford, like you were saying about Cameron Jerome, is one of those players for me where he found his level at championship, mm. and then this season, maybe it's the fact that he gets all the opportunities, you know. There's loads of players feeding specifically him, which obviously has helped him out. But I think for me, Patrick Bamford really stepped up. He's still only, what, 26, 27? Uh, yeah, he's around that. I mean, he's probably disappointed, though, not to get in the... Uh, not, not he's to get 27. The England, yeah, not to get in the England squad. Yeah. Um, maybe, you know, maybe... I can see why he hasn't. Like, they've gone with Rashford, Kane, Watkins, Greenwood... Obviously, a bit of a youthful presence, but for Patrick Bamford, the season he's had with Leeds and what he's done for Leeds, the goals he's yeah. scored for Leeds, like, has he been the best striker in the Premiership? No. Has he been exactly what his team needed? Yeah, hundred percent. So for me, I think if you take Bamford out of Leeds, they're probably looking at relegation. Yeah, possibly. Uh, I mean, like, I feel like he's a bit of. Uh... I'd love to get him at Ireland, by the way. Yeah, he feels yeah, like turning coach. Patrick O'Banford, we'll call him just to make it even more Irish. But um, no one will know. <laughs> but no, I feel though like he's a bit like Salah though. He might need two or three chances, but he'll get what well, he'll score one eventually. Yeah. But I like we've got there'll the, be some bad misses. Yeah, he's had some, some bad, bad misses. misses. But I think for what for what Leeds wanted and what he's done, I think for me. Yeah, team but team. I feel we've got the obviously the striker list in front of us here on the laptop. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that's a pretty tough. Calvin Lewin as yeah. well has been selected. Yeah, so it's a pretty tough front line to crack, I think. Yeah. I mean, Ollie Watkins, to be fair, Ollie Watkins probably contributes for Villa's line up as well, so I could make that three. Yeah. Grealish, Watkins and Martinez. Yeah, you could do. But, um, yeah, look at, I mean, like, look at the centre forwards there. I mean, Harry Kane, no one's getting ahead of Harry Kane. No. Uh, you know, Harry Kane's no. just the best strike in the last, like, four or five seasons, English-wise. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Calvin Lewin probably deserves it due to having been on a really good run when everyone were chasing Europe. And Watkins was really good for a team who finished around what what was it again eleventh? Yeah. So yeah. 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 Be tough for him. Tough, tough for him to get into that, I think. What I like about not to not to dissect England's choices here, but what I like about that as well is DCL, Kane, Watkins all bring something very different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Um, an honourable mention for me, Jesse Lingard. Yeah, I think the second half of the season performance for him yeah. maybe could have had a could have been in with an outside show. I think he's, he's probably... been massive in getting West Ham Europe. I yeah. think that the effect that he has coming in has been huge. But like you said, he's only had a half a season. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, well, look, that's our Premier League dissection done. Uh, we're going to move on here to the European Championships. The 2020 European Championships being held in 2021. Yeah, I know. Um, coronavirus just ruining our fun. Honestly, mate. But sure, look, it's, it's hopefully going to be a good tournament, obviously, spread across Europe. Um, Sam, who do you have as your dark horse nation uh, for the I, Euros? I went with the Italians. They're 9-1 in Paddy Power. So I think that's not a bad show. But I was looking at through the groups and stuff. So they've got to play, what's it, um, Switzerland, Wales, Switzerland and Turkey. But it's all in the Stadio Olimpico. So they've got three game, three group games at home. And then if they top their group, they'll likely chance to be playing the likes of Ukraine, Macedonia or Austria. Unless Holland absolutely make a, a mess of things. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like if you look at their route to the last eight where it kind of gets an itty gritty, it's pretty, you know... It's a handy enough. It's a happy, yeah. handy enough one. And I feel like their manager's Mancini now. And he's, I think, is a, I feel is a very underappreciated manager from most people. I think he's actually got a quite a good CV. He's won titles no, in... No, absolutely. I mean, he's won done it in England as well. Yeah, won, won titles in England, won titles in, England, in Italy, Italy, and won titles in Russia. So, I mean, he's been everywhere. But I feel like if you look at their, even their squad, like they've got a mobile who bangs in goals. They've got Moise Keane, who's starting to get... You know, he's got a good run there. Yeah, you know, he obviously didn't do great at Everton, but yeah, even there was, Duncan, a, was a big... Duncan Ferguson being a bit your dad. Uh, no, you're not for me, mate. You know, <laughs> you're, you don't you don't elbow people enough, and you don't you know. Don't get the head stuck in. Though, yeah, you, you don't know, get that's the head horrific. stuck in. But um, even like Tanali in midfield. Yeah. Um, they've got experience. They'll always be an experienced bunch in defence. Like every Italy squad's got all their defenders. I feel like Italy have just produced the best defensive footballers ever. Yeah. Do you know, all, I mean? all their defenders are always like. 27 plus they've, uh, they've played in their no, league they don't get good until they're 24 but yeah. once, they're, once <laughs> yeah. they're 29 they're the best in the world yeah. and then Donnarumma and goal this is a big he's I 20 know. it feels so weird he's been around for years he's played since in the Milan first team since we've been in transition year 16 mm-hmm. and now he's 22 and this is a big tournament for him I know, um, yeah, he'll yeah. probably get a big move uh, this summer I think well it's interesting I mean he plays for Milan still you know Milan, I think, ended up finishing third or fourth in Serie A, but they were winning it for a long time yeah. and played some good football. And especially with the likes of Zlatan going back there, you'd kind of have to imagine that their goal is to win the whole thing. Yeah. But now Italy's a great shout, right? Yeah. Um, I've gone with the Netherlands. That now, isn't a bad show. They're twelve to one, so a little bit worse than your odds. The reason I've gone for it is because they they're missing a huge piece of Van Dijk. Yeah. I'm not. For arguing that, yeah, there that is going to be but a huge still, issue for them. They've still got the lit and the breeze at the back. Yeah, but, I mean they've got good, you know, the second choice. Obviously, yeah. they've got a great young squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they like some iron Badu who we'd look at. Obviously, great young player that uh, Daniel Malan is it for yeah, for PSV? PSV. You know, they've got some good young players, attacking players that could just you know this could be a breakout tournament for them. But like you're saying with uh, with Italy and their, their group games, uh, the Netherlands play Ukraine in Amsterdam, Austria in Amsterdam, and North Macedonia in Amsterdam. So uh, I'd be hoping that they'd kind of top the group there and then uh, their group is set up that they play a third place team. So you kind of got to think that 
that'll help their chances. It is down to kind of Netherlands have always kind of been that team where they kind of miss they miss one part of of something. Like even when they got to the final against Spain in the World Cup, they were kind of missing a solid Ooh, well, midfield. Well, they were missing a player that could probably get. The, well, I mean they had Schneider, but I feel like their tactics really under. Uh, I can't think of the fella's name. He managed Australia in the World Cup. He managed Ireland. Um, they just the tactics were just to kick people. I think. You yeah. got the likes of Van Bommel in midfield. Yeah, just, De Jong. Everyone yeah, remembers that tackle. The, the De Jong and Bommel in the middle just get them to kick people and yeah. hopefully get the ball to the likes of Schneider. And but but I feel like for me uh, this season, you know, or, or well, in the upcoming European Championships, I think if they can pull things together, which I feel like they can with the players they have, then they could definitely go on a big run and I think semi-finals is Yeah, you never chance. really... Holland will always have a good, good enough squad to do mm-hmm. something in a championship, I think. But I feel like, I don't know they're like the new they're like Spain they're like Spain for years they just can't win anything like they've yeah. never they're probably the best team ever to win the World Cup and they're at the World Cup they've won the Euros obviously once but um they're probably the biggest yeah, yeah. all right the, the, oh the, back in the day yeah, yeah, back in the, yeah. All yeah. so they won the Euros in '88 but like mm-hmm. uh, most of their tournaments World Cups Euros it's just so underwhelming really. Well, Dude, hopefully, hopefully. Semi-final, I mean, they've got to, uh, got to a semi-final in 2004, and they got beat by Russia in 2008, but they've been they've been in the nitty-gritty, but they just can't seem to actually get it over the line. Yeah, well, look, mate, with, with odds of 12-1, you know, stick a fire, brother. Um, funny enough, the winners, the well, the, the favourites to win are on Paddy Power we're going off. England and France have the same odds. Mm. Do you think that's fair? I think England's just a big hype. Thing. It always is. I think them. that could be because, because it's Paddy Power, and it's Paddy, and also as well, it's probably the best group. Of, it's now the best group of, because of the World Cup. It's now the best group of players I've ever had. Apparently, you know they say this about Bar the Hudson squads. Say this about every squad. I think. Know. I mean, not to be not to be too harsh on England here, but I do see the potential for them not getting out of their group. Yeah, I feel like Scotland. Well, and with the third place, they will. But yeah. I mean, Scotland, England is the biggest game in Scottish football. Scottish football you mean British football no I mean for Scotland oh for Scotland <laughs> yeah like if you're a Scottish person or a fan or yeah. whatever you know that game against England in the Euros is massive and like if they nick a 1-0 there and England don't do too well against Croatia you know that's a third place finish and that could put them in a yeah. in an awkward position and like I'm not saying anything bad about about England but it wouldn't be out of the blue you like They've done it before, you know. Um, we'll actually just pull up the England squad here again. Uh, it seems to have changed a lot since the last time I've seen it. I think this is still the uh, professional. Yeah, it's only yeah. professional today. I mean, if honest. you look at that defense there, man, like do you know, they've got the, the defenders they've named are Ben Chilwell, Cody, Godfrey, uh, Reese James, Maguire, Mings, Shaw, Stones, Trippier, Walker, White. I mean, in that defense. Kyle Walker, obviously a very solid right back. Uh, Trent Alexander Arnold's got his place there as well, but you know Harry Maguire and John Stones in the centre of defence. Mm, I, I feel Maguire is a lot me. better than people give him credit for. Though. I really don't. No, I feel if you look at the Liverpool game when he wasn't in the team, they were awful. They they literally had no organisation, no nothing. But I don't think he brings that to an international side. I think he, I think he does. I think he's a good, I think he's a much better defender than people. It's just the price tag puts the puts people off. But uh, like, mm, yeah. I feel he's quite underappreciated. John Stone. This is the thing about John. It's like what you're saying earlier. If you yeah. put him next to a great defender like Ruben this Diaz, is, this is the problem. 
is Harry Maguire Ruben Diaz level at the minute and more probably. than likely I mean if you look at the back four or if you're picking a back four there you're probably going TAA Maguire Stones and Shaw so if Maguire and Shaw are next to you in defence I mean coming you, up against European Championship level squads yeah. I make, wouldn't be confident would Toyo Mings be a shout maybe for you yeah I was game? actually looking at him and I was kind of thinking Mings instead of Maguire I mean I think Mings brings more to be fair, physically do you think so I think yeah. Maguire is a big unit yeah but I think, I think he's, he's I mean look England's group is Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. If they come up against any kind of pacey player there, I think Maguire is getting found out. I think it's easy to find them out. Do you know what I mean? I think if if they come up against an Italy or a Netherlands, I think it's quite easy to kind of go, this is what he's bad at, let's do that. Do you know what I mean? Obviously it's not that, that simple, you know, but I think that there's a, for me, he's a big red flag. I don't, I just think it's whatever because he's Man United price tag and stuff. That's where the red flag comes from for you. I personally think this season, most of the time he's been in the sense of defence. He's short. He shores things up. I feel like he just organises things better. That's why you'll get in the team for the England squad this summer. I don't think better. Like if you put Mings beside Stones, Stones won't have a clue what to do. I feel. I, I feel get. Like I get what you're saying. Stones is like a lost child in a shopping centre, or a fellow who, <laughs> a fellow who needs. Like help with maths and how to get something right. You know what I mean? Okay. You so kind you of got to guide is there telling them what to do. Yeah, you've got to right. kind of guide them, John Stones. I get to what do. you're saying. I but understand. I don't, I don't think Tyrone Mings will do that. Tyron no, I Mings understand what you're saying. It's a good point, but I just think defensively and football wise, I don't think Maguire is a good defender. I think if I think if England are trying to play a, a dominant style, unless you're sitting back, Maguire is not a good choice for you. I think he's a. I think he's a real John Terry. I think John Terry was a great defender in his day. He gave his all. It was very difficult to run past him. But he's n- like, I think it's, especially in John Terry's latter years, it's easy to kind of focus in on him and, and kind of, like, there's going to be issues. Like, there's been, I know you're highlighting the Liverpool game, but if you look at a lot of United's games with him and Shaw, I think it was against Leicester, where they ended up kicking each other instead of the ball. Do you know, I just think there's, there's too many question marks in the defence for me for England to be favourites. Yeah. But like favorite. I said, I do think... I wouldn't put them on the same odds as France. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I feel though, the last major tournament is the reason why they're 9-2. Because the English should have heights mm. back now. Because they got yeah. to the semi. No, I do get what you mean. Any other kind of outstanding... We, we've just got Paddy Power open here. So any other standout... Odds um, there that you kind of think are Portugal at fifteen to two isn't a bad show. Um, yeah. so same with Germany, they're in the same group. Mm-hmm. I feel a good of them will get third, a good a best place third in their group. Yeah. I, I I was actually going to put Spain as my outside team, but they're fourth favorite there at seven to one. I wouldn't mind putting a couple of, like I put a bit of money on that, you know. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I mean, I think Russia, mm-hmm. Russia have a have a chance to to put out a good show in there, but at seventy five to one, I wouldn't be betting on it, but mm-hmm. still do keep an eye on them. Uh, moving on then, mate, do you want to do who you think is going to be the player to watch? Right, the player to watch is uh, Alexander Ryzek from Sweden. Right, so Solskjaer has got 12 and 20 this season. He's really highly rated in Sweden. Like Sweden got a few players coming through now that could be big for them in the next year. Zlatan's gone back though. Zlatan's yeah, Zlatan always does this. Ibrahimovic always says, oh, I want to come back and play. And they're not, not going to say no, I guess, because he's still quite To be good. fair, mate, I mean, 
like if you're putting Isaac in the sod, inside, mm. I don't see why you wouldn't pair him with Latak. Yeah, it's true. I, I, with it, with, it's, if you're a nation like Sweden, I don't think you can refuse Latak. No, but I think Sweden, I think, I mean, Sweden are capable of getting on a an occasion run. I think they could get to the last eight, depending on. I haven't really looked at like knockout brackets and stuff too mm-hmm. much, except for the teams that have like dark horse and the winners. Mm-hmm. But um, Sweden's group is Spain, Sweden, Poland, Slovakia. Yeah, so it'll be a big scrap for second place really to make sure to get out of the, the group really. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, like he's monitored by Dortmund at the minute, so he's probably got a few clubs looking at him. So this could be a big tournament to show if he's uh, fairly decent or not. So could be, could be yeah. absolutely. Uh, the one to watch. I was looking at Sandro Tonali. From Italy. <clears throat> yeah, a name that a lot of people probably wouldn't recognise, but he's still only 19, which is kind of mad. But I've decided to go for Pau Torres from Spain, uh, Villarreal centre-half, 24 years old. I think with Ramos being left out, they obviously have some kind of idea as to what they're doing without Sergio Ramos. Mm. And for me, there's no other major centre-half that's going to get in that side. So Pau Torres is going to have his, going to have his opportunity here. Um. Like we're kind of saying with Italian defenders, you know, 24. If you're looking at a 24-year-old striker, I think you evaluate them a little bit differently as to a 24-year-old centre-half. I think 24 is not old. I think you still could get a decade out of them. Um, and yeah, like I was saying, there's opportunity there from... Spain do play a few games at home as well. Uh, they actually play all their group games at home as well. They're another team like that. And yeah, look, I just think like you're kind of saying about uh, Isaac, this is a chance for him to shine. Uh, he's in the Europa League final this Saturday with Villarreal. Uh, well, Wednesday. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought it was on Saturday. It's tomorrow. Oh, sorry. Champions League is on. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah. But uh, yeah, look, I just think it's a chance for him to kind of step up and be known as Spain's new defender. Yeah, I guess. I mean, look, um, I don't, I mean, I've only really watched Villarreal in the Europa and he looks, yeah, fairly decent. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, he was fairly immense against Ireland. I mean, like, I say immense, I think that's a bit an over-exaggerated, but he's quite good against Arsenal, considering Arsenal couldn't create anything really. He has a bit of a presence. Yeah, he has a bit of a presence, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you want to go on to, um, we'll do top scorer first, then we'll do best players. Yeah, so I, uh, top scorer, I went for Romelu Lukaku. I, Interesting. I, I feel like that's a bit, I feel, he's 20, I looked it up before he came, he's 28 now, mm-hmm. and he's had two really good seasons in India. I feel like this could be a big tournament for him. He's kind of getting to that peak of his powers. Yeah, if he does really well here, he, he could might be, be looking at something. Yeah, he could be back at a really, really big club mm-hmm. again. I'm not saying Inter are a small club, but they're definitely far from a, you know, a top European. They're not going to win the Champions Yeah, league. they're yeah. from a top. Far from a top. I feel that was a good. To be fair, that was a great move from Lukaku. Really, get out of England with people saying, "Oh, his touch is terrible. He's mm-hmm. overweight. Get into a league which probably a bit slower." It's um, suited him, but I think he's still done well to I think do he's, what he's done. He's proven that he can, like his game isn't just. Someone put the ball in the channel through the middle. He runs onto it and finishes it. I think he showed a lot more in Italy what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's my uh, top score. How do you value Belgium's odds? They're a second favourite behind England and France at 6-1. to one. I feel Belgium. They're, they're my winners. I feel Belgium. Have a good, I, feel Be- I feel Belgium got a good chance of winning this, I think. No way. I feel like it's a bit, a bit of a, you know, the golden generation. This is, okay, you've got to win this one now. Yeah, this is your, so, your main chance. what was it? So, last quarterfinal last year, or semi-final of the World Cup now, it's kind of to go and do it. I feel like they got the players to do it now, so. Fair shout. Well, look, I'll get my top scorer and my winner then. I've got a uh, top scorer being Kylian Mbappe, winners France. Very, very boring choices. Yeah. But I just can't see, I think if France do well, which I can't see them not doing, I can't see a capitulation. I think, 
I just as as a team, like we were kind of saying earlier on with the Dutch team, where they've got a really well balanced team. I don't think anyone's as well balanced as France. Yeah, they've got so many options. Even like, at centre half, they're like they've got players having to pick other countries because they can't get picked. Uh, yeah, like I think if you look at their defence, it's fantastic. Their goalkeeper, more than likely going to be Lloris, fantastic. Midfield, fantastic. Up front, fantastic. And that's why I think Mbappe is going to be top scorer as well because if they're in it longer, they obviously have more games, so he's obviously going to have a chance to show his, his worth. But uh, I just think he's, he's, I mean, everybody knows he's too much to handle for yeah. a lot of a lot of main teams, you know. But uh, the reason why I've actually gone for Lukaku is if I look at that Finland game, he could bag a few in that. Mm-hmm. And that kind of might push his tally up. A bit like Harry Kane and he got in the World Cup, bagged a few against Panama. And That's it, fair, yeah. And yeah. it kind of got him away from everyone else. Yeah, so Belgium's group is Finland, Denmark, Russia, so you could kind of see him grabbing a few there, mm. you know, especially like you said in the Finland game. Um, and then the France group is actually quite tough: Hungary, Portugal, France, Germany. Um, They'll get out of that. They they should get out of that some way. They, I think, yeah, no, I definitely think they do. Like Portugal and Germany for me are kind of the opposite of what we're saying. They they've got some great players, but. I don't know if they've got a great team. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then best player for you? Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. I feel really? Like, yeah, I feel like this will be a, a tournament really for Belgium to shine. All their best players anyway. Mm-hmm. If you look at um, if you look at De Bruyne, like over the last couple of seasons in England, he's been like the best player in the league. Like mm. midfield, best midfielder in the last like yeah. while. But um, yeah, I'd say since like Torre. Yeah, Torre yeah. for City anyway. He but um, yeah, just everything he does like his set pieces he can pass with both feet he can shoot he can do it like he just does it all really yeah. don't want to sound like Jermaine genius really like mm. you, you get the point like he just does everything as a midfield player mm-hmm. no no really I mean obviously a world class talent I've actually gone for uh, another Premier League player I've gone for Harry Kane best player yeah do you think he'll paper over the cracks or so okay at times yeah I think that with him looking to force a move in a big international tournament and his style of play I think he's really going to go for best player. I don't think he'll get the most goals because he's going to be so involved. Like we saw with Tottenham, and like you said earlier, he's got he's he's got the golden boot and he's got most assists. And especially with uh, the amount of attacking options that England have, I think he could have a really good tournament with goals, but also assists and his creative play. He's not obviously the most creative like De Bruyne, but I think that he's going to get involved with that side more than anyone else. And if England end up do having a decent tournament, I mean they've got a they've got an okay group there with Croatia, Scotland, Czech Republic. Um, they're actually playing quite a few games. They're actually playing all their games at home as well. They're one of those teams, and I think the final and semi final are in England. In England okay? they're at Wembley, yeah. Which is like there's all these little factors like him leaving Spurs, playing at home all the time. I just think it's going to work out from, especially if he has that drive to leave Tottenham and he wants to put in the performance. You know, mm. um, twenty seven, twenty eight now. Like it's kind of it's kind of time, especially if he's moving now. The team he moves to is probably going to be his last team. I think it's the time to really put in top-notch A-plus performances. And if he does that like he has in the league, I mean, obviously Spurs didn't do too well. I'm not saying England are going to win the tournament either, but I think he'll be the standout. Yeah, I mean, look, Harry I mean Harry Kane, over even this season, shows he can do it. Like, he's not just a goal scorer. He can do everything. Mm-hmm. He can link it up. He can set people up. He can, whatever, drop to the box and still do stuff. You know what I mean? Like So, I feel like Kane would be a big 
park for in for Southgate anyway to try and do something in this tournament. Mm-hmm. I feel like some of the like like I said, I feel so bad the the kind of the backfall of getting to the semi of a World Cup. You get all the hype again about mm-hmm. England. They're gonna. I mean, England are always going to be hyped. I, I don't. We live in Ireland, so I mean, you're obviously going to yeah. get English uh, broadcasts and stuff like that. A lot of the the media revolves around England, but like, I I still just think that Harry Kane is he does get the kind of the English uh, touch, if you want, like mm-hmm. you know, because he's English comes into the the conversation. But I do think that this is the t- the competition where he's going to separate himself from that and become like I don't know if you watched the the Spurs documentary. Oh, I've watched bits of it, yeah. Yeah, where he said he wanted to be like Messi and Ronaldo. If he has a good tournament, or a great tournament, player of the player of the competition kind of tournament, I would say he's at that. Mm, I'd say he's nearer that level. You think? I think he's much nearer. If he moves to Man City for 150 million after being the player of the tournament that year at this Euros, and then goes on to win the league and is top scorer next season. Yeah, he'd be. Yeah, you'd have to say he's probably the best centre forward in the world. Then, probably better than he's up there. He's up, but he's, he's up probably up there with Mbappe. Yeah. I don't think mm, Haaland. Uh, uh, he'd be up there with the likes of like the prolific goals. So like Lewandowski's probably one. Like yeah, they all yeah, look yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd probably be then just pure goal scorers. Obviously, they have everything more to their game. I feel yeah. Mbappe, I think if Harry Kane does what I just explained, I don't see how he can be left out of, for example, a. Uh, an, a European team of the the season like they do at the Ballon d'Ors yeah you know I think he'd have to be in there I think this is what's going to kick him on from being a a really good player to a great yeah and he's in what like you said he's 27-28 so he's getting into that sort of prime years again mm-hmm. so he probably needs to move now like I said last chance earlier for him to really get yeah. out of Tottenham yeah. no I would agree with that well look mate um, we've been recording for how long an hour and ten minutes almost do you have any other thoughts or anything you'd like to leave our guests with? Not really, no. Um, I don't know. Probably just England, just to crash and burn, really. Okay. Well, we'd all, <laughs> we'd all like to see an England crash and burn. but um, I'd like to see Scotland beaten, to be fair. But I'd I, love to see Scotland But beaten. I don't think it's happening. Uh, 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 Scotland have a mental block against England. They just can't beat them. I think with the big... Do you think with the big kind of tournament feel to it, there might be a bit of magic? Well, yeah. It's first tournament for Scotland since ninety eight. I reckon, like, look, sorry, if I'm a Scottish, if I'm John McGinn, I am up for the Euros. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I feel like if you look at Scotland's squad, it's a very Scottish League based um, squad, which is actually quite good as well. I feel like, you know, some countries should take note. Obviously, Ireland and Welsh, the Irish and the Welsh League isn't exactly, you know. No, we're far away from where the Scottish League is. Yeah. It could be an ambition to get there, but that's for another conversation. Of maybe episode two will yeah. be Scottish and Irish league and we'll yeah. get zero listeners it'll be zero. great it'll be brilliant <laughs> now look mate uh, look thanks for the um, thanks for your time no thanks for the listeners thanks to for tuning in thank you for your time I hope you enjoyed if you did I'm sure we'll be dropping a like or something like that or sharing yeah, it around or just tell us how great we are on an Instagram story you know? yeah let us know what you want if there's anything you want us to discuss or, or anything you want to hear more about or something let us know Please do comment, let us know how we did and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I think that's us, is it? Yeah, that's it, yeah. Amazing. Thank you for that, Sam. Thank you for listening to uh, Shy Talk Sessions. And we will see you next week.